right, it's time for the Fall Festival Secret Law Question Block Podcast. Hi. <laughs> Coming in with a lot of fall energy today. Big fall energy. So yeah, welcome back to Question Block, Secret Loft's live educational historical podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Alex, also on Instagram at Wires of NYC. I'm Arielist. <laughs> you, you, what's your favorite season, Ariel? Yes. I'm we're falling gonna, for fall. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, harvest festivals. And including Halloween. Including Halloween, Oktoberfest. Diwali. Yeah, Harvest Moon Festival. What's that? Or like the Mid-Autumn Festival. Oh, yeah. That's a Chinese one. Um, and Dia de los Muertos. Where does the word uh, autumn come from? I don't know. It's from like a Latin word that means the passing of the year. What, what about fall? It's from like autumnus or something, I think is the Latin word. And also a French word that's similar. Where's fall come from? Fall is literally what you think it is. It's, it's about the leaves falling off the trees. Like that is where the origin of it. Um, apparently before people moved into cities, uh, like originally in like Europe before settling in America and before everyone moved to cities, it was just called harvest. That was just the name of the season because everybody was a farmer. That's and so cool. So just like, yeah, that's what you do. It's harvest. Um, yeah. And then supposedly it's around like the rise of, I guess, the industrial revolution and people moving into cities that it became called autumn or fall. And so the British call it autumn. It's more popular as autumn there. Whereas Americans like, Americans supposedly it's considered more poetic because it's a descriptive term, the word fall. Even though I think it sounds dumber. You never name a child fall though. Maybe in, maybe in like the UK, they're naming their children fall. Whereas in America, we think autumn is like the, the posh, like educated way to call it to name the season all right so that's that's where the word came from um yeah it's about leaves falling off the trees um we can talk real quick we'll start with the science corner about why do the leaves fall off the trees why the do they i need to be asking the questions yeah it's because the plants are conserving energy for the winter and because there's less sunlight and when there is sunlight it's weaker in the winter um, it's not like efficient to have leaves and leaves would like they'll easily freeze because they have a lot of surface area and it takes a lot of energy to like keep a leaf going so it's not worth it so the the plants like the deciduous plants are like no thank you but then there are evergreen plants um, which like generally conifers in the northern hemisphere and they they shed a lot of their needles but they do keep their ne like needles throughout the winter Welcome to the stage, shedding needles. Shedding needles. <laughs> Why do they change color? So when you when you see a leaf changing color, that's the chlorophyll in the leaf breaking down because it's dying. The the trees like it cuts it off like a parent. It's like get out, no more. <gasps> Your allowance of sugar water is cut off, and so then the chlorophyll breaks down and the leaf dies and falls off the tree. So when you see it, you're just seeing the leaf without green. That that color was there all along. Whoa. The, color, the, the brilliant autumn colors were inside the leaves the whole time. Plants die, plants when they die are like the most beautiful, the most fertile, like just all the wonderful things happen right before they They're die. They're so dramatic about it. I was going to say with the, de, the deciduous trees, the evergreens, they don't have to lose all their needles because the needle itself has like a waxy covering. And 
the cross section of like a, a pine needle or whatever is actually a lot more compact and like has less surface area compared to the volume of it than a leaf. So it's not like a total loss to keep some of your needles around as it is to keep like a deciduous like broad leaf around. And then another really neat thing about all the trees, and I actually, I always wondered this and, until I researched it for this episode, um, right? All living things need water, right? Trees have water pumping through them all the time. So like if it gets below freezing and they're not warm blooded, why don't they just die? Why? Like why doesn't a tree just freeze solid and then die? You would think. Right, but why? Because why? So this has also puzzled scientists. They produce their own antifreeze proteins, they're called. That's crazy. So, and a, apparently a bunch of, like, this question was first asked about fish that live in, like, okay, wait. water Okay, wait, wait, we're getting off, we're Sorry, getting off okay. topic. So anyway, the trees <laughs> produce, it's proteins that keep ice from forming. Okay. That's Pretty cool. very cool. Yeah. So okay. that's how the world record is there's some northern willow that can survive at negative 300 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm going to tell you some interesting facts about Samhain, which is uh, which is a Celtic Halloween, basically, which is basically the origins of Halloween. October 30th was actually not like the middle of autumn for the Celtics. It was actually the New Year for them. Halloween was their New Year. Oh, they had a fancy, they had a cool calendar. Yes, a non-Gregorian calendar. Yeah, the calendar, it will, it was divided up into um, four quadrants, just like ours, but they had to do with the equinoxes and the solstices, and instead of, I guess our calendar, it doesn't, like our new year isn't on a solstice or an equinox. Yeah, you're right. But theirs were. You're right. That's pretty weird, huh? For suspicious. It's a little weird our New Year isn't on the solstice. So an, do you know what an equinox versus a solstice is? Yeah. Solstice is the longest and shortest days of the year. Um, equinox is a gym. Okay. Moving on. Now. E equinox is in between the solstices? No. An equinox means that the day and the night are... Like oh, the, equally long. Exactly. And a solstice is is the you know either the moon the night is the longest or the sun or the day is the longest do you think equinox translates to like e like equal it and, does and is nox night yes it does cool you get a <laughs> prize Woo! Wow. so and now it's a gym for some reason explain that to me because you work out equal <laughs> uh, all day and all night i guess yeah sow sowing was basically summer's end and celtic new year and it was a fire festival so you know they they had all these I saw the uh, documentary about that. yeah right nice. which one did you see <laughs> yeah yeah so they had to suck dick for bottled water exactly <laughs> exactly they did um it was an homage to the recently deceased. The The early like tracings of this were, it goes back to like 450 BC. That's when there's evidence, but obviously it probably went like long before then. The Celts, is that what you would call them? Yeah. The Celtics? The Celts. Yeah, the Celts. They migrate to France and they become the Gauls. That's where Samhain is like, you know, there's like all these priests and priestesses and they're called the Druids. You might remember them from Spinal Tap. Yeah, the Druids were like the the Middle Ages scholars or whatever. Like they knew how to read. They knew how to read. So people thought they were wizards. They could throw shade. 
Um, they could light fires. So there were all these ceremonies of the harvest, the new year. It was a time to like let go of the past to sort of like kill off the past, which I, a lot of people get sad when, you know, their plants die and stuff like that. But you can think of the fall, the fall equinox as like all the, the bad things dying and, and the good stuff. Well, think of it. (laughs) That's how they thought of it, which I think, yeah, it's pretty cool. They were like, okay, all, all of these things like, that we don't want to bring into the new year, that we don't want to bring into like the new harvest or whatever. Those are are dying. And also the veil between the worlds, like the spiritual world and the mortal world were thinnest at that time. So you would you would like contact the recently deceased by saying Samhain three three times in a in a mirror or something like that. This is also a time of prank playing. Because if you played pranks, you would just blame it on the spirits of the recently deceased. It's very Beetlejuicy, I'm, I have to say. Right? So that went on for a while. The Gauls, Celts, uh, Druids, they were able to be, like, pagan and awesome and, like, super metal and stuff like that. And then uh, the Romans came along and they they were like, no, no, no. You can't be, <laughs> you can't be witchy anymore. Oh, they wouldn't let the Gauls... Yeah, they were like, Jesus. What do the Romans have in the fall? Saturnalia? No, that's winter. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's Christmas. I, yeah, I mean, the Romans were just like, nah, you can't, you can't do this anymore. And so as with all like Jesus-y things, the cool stuff, like it made the cool stuff take a little hiatus until our BFFs, the immigrants. Oh, yeah, because there were like Romans. Then there were pilgrims, Puritans. So there were just a ton of like really uptight people who were like, no, no Halloween for you. Oh, yeah. And the dressing up in costumes also was a thing because it was like to trick the spirits. They wouldn't recognize you if, if they were like bad. Oh, trick the bad like ones. But the trick good the ones, ones will see through your costume. Exactly. The good. Well, you would invite the good ones to come hang out with you. Probably leave food out for them. Leave food out for them. Like Irish immigrants who were much less uptight than like the Puritans. And they were like, let's kind of resurrect this. Uh, yeah, the Puritans especially would be like absolutely no witches. Yeah. Like, they were like, <laughs> let's burn dealt, them. They were like, let's yeah. be spooky and kill all the witches. Yeah. Yeah, the immigrants, they were like, okay, so we'll... We'll give kids some candy and fruit to leave for their their relatives and they can like eat half of it themselves. And also we'll bribe them with candy and fruit so that they don't play tricks because it, it, their children were still like playing tricks on. That's so kind of where trick or treat. Yeah, but from. it was kind of it was more of a threat. <laughs> like the kids would be like, I will trick you unless you give me a treat. Yeah, much like trick or treating when you go door to door. There's an implicit threat there. I thought it was like I thought it was like the person asking for you to do a trick, like a magic trick, or give them a treat. No, it's or or suck the you know now the trick. It, yeah turn a trick you <laughs> turn, a, turn trick. a trick. No, now it's a it's just a formality now that kids all say. But uh, I think it, like my dad told me this story when he was growing up. They like meant it, and like people who did not give treats would like they would like toilet paper their house and stuff. Oh, like, oh, like 
re- like that's not even a prank. That's, that's just not mean. A, that's, that's, that's bullying. That's it's like bully or treat. Yeah, it's a threat. There's an implied threat of violence there. I'm surprised trick or treating is still allowed. Yeah, that's. I did well, not consent to be tricked during this holiday, but yeah, it's children. So what can you do? Right. So, and then in the 1920s, there was like all this excess sugar. Okay. And a recession, and uh, the candy candy companies were like, you know what? Let's really capitalize on this holiday. So they did. And then in the nineteen <laughs> fifty, then like yeah. some stuff happened. Who made it unacceptable to get apples for Halloween? That yeah. was the, the, a good move by the marketing. There's the, there, the and they were like, company. we'll we'll make candies that you won't know if we like sell them again next year because they'll taste like wax. And then is uh, that where candy corn comes from? Pretty much. It was actually it used to be called chicken chicken feed or chicken? something like that because oh, yeah. because it was supposed to be look like chicken like food like corn like you know like chicken feed yeah yeah right so then like some stuff happened in the 30s and 40s and we don't need to talk about that but then in the 50s there was TV and uh, like a lot of nuclear family dynamics and commercials and movies and that like those two things the candy company and tv helped to turn halloween into what we know it is i like today. how you just skipped over like world war ii but i like I, the idea of somebody like during the blitz putting out like a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> and they're like fuck you guys i like really want to celebrate halloween yeah yeah they're like there's real scaries happening now oh i wanted to say oh it's, yeah it's really cool with so wayne and the like the ancestor worship is that we're gonna as we'll like talk about throughout this episode like every culture has a like a harvest festival and also they like around that time celebrate their dead ancestors it's true it's like across the world which yes. is pretty pretty cool oh i will say one more thing about the wiccan about the wiccans yeah before we we go from uh from witch to bitch <laughs> there's also maban which is like september 21st but it's actually a made-up thing like it doesn't exist Really, it was made up by this, yes, it was made up by, oh, by this guy, Aidan Kelly, in 1973, and he was upset that, like, that that Equinox didn't have a, a, a name or it wasn't, like, in the Wiccan calendar, so he was, like, I kind of want this to have, like, a Persephone. <laughs> want this to be a thing. He wanted it to yeah. have, like, a Persephone vibe, but he was, like, well, that's already taken, so he, like, yeah, he was, like, looking through, like, a, a Welsh, like, book of name names or something and there's this this uh story in welsh welsh literature where there's it's basically like boy persephone and his name was maban right uh and so that so he was just like yeah that we're gonna put these two together but apparently aiden kelly's like a bad person because he exposed the names of like the witches in his uh coven which you're not you're not supposed to do that so don't know. celebrate Maban. Yeah, I was gonna talk about like the history of pumpkin, the pumpkin spice. The McCormick, they in like the 30s, they invented pumpkin spice. Well, it's worth pointing out that pumpkins are a native fruit to North America. Oh yeah, you can. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about pumpkins in general, and then I will talk about pumpkin. That's spice. really the point. I the main point I want to make is that the backlash of, against pumpkin spice is actually the basic thing. Because pumpkin spice and liking it is very authentic. That's like a native food. You know, gourds, pumpkins, squash, that's all, they're all native fruits and you should embrace them. 
um, as like you know someone someone who identifies as an American. How long? Have I mean, pumpkins... stolen land and all that. Yeah, I'm sure it like belongs to Native Americans. <laughs> but uh, you know, just saying that it's been around for hundreds of years, like people eating pumpkins. So it's funny to get mad that somebody's make having like a beverage with that flavor. I'll, I'll give you a rundown of like of flavorings of pumpkins in our food. Okay. Okay. So in 1796, there's a, a book, a cookbook. <laughs> you have a d- I have a, I have an infographic. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, a book, um, a cookbook called The American Cookery, and it has a recipe for pumpkin pudding, wh- where you basically would make this like inside of like the hollowed out pumpkin, and there's like molasses, allspice, and ginger. Okay, so yeah, then my sister's mother-in-law makes this amazing lamb tagine comes in a pumpkin. Really? Oh yeah, I've had that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, so maybe she, maybe she's a little basic. Okay, um, in 1936, Trisha is not basic. How could you? <laughs> the Washington Post publishes a recipe for pumpkin spice cakes. It's 1950s. McCormick decides that you know they're like okay. I, this was a stupid move on their part, like really stupid. They were like, we don't like people buying like eight different spices from us. We'll just make one spice that has all the spices in it. Yeah, they sold it all together. But I'm like, that's so stupid because then you're like underselling. Unless that spice costs like as much as all of the other ones. You know what I mean? I mean, as a consumer, I appreciate it. Yeah, but but as a... Um, Count me as a loyal McCormick customer i love their spice blends in in this like mccormick spice it had uh cinnamon ginger nutmeg and allspice okay 1995 there's the first pumpkin spice candle nice was mentioned it was mentioned in santa fe or was founded in santa fe yeah mccormick seasoning was called pumpkin spice or it was called like fall spice no it was called pumpkin spice Oh, okay. And it was just made to put with your, like, in your whatever pumpkin dish. In your pumpkin pie. It was for making pumpkin pie. Because in pumpkin pie, you have to put, like, the pumpkin, the, like, whatever. I don't know how to cook. And then there's, like, (laughs) spice. And this was, like, all the spices. Yeah. Right, okay. I think it's pumpkin, some amount of, like, cream, and then the spices. So, 1996, a pumpkin spice coffee makes its first appearance with pumpkin spice roasted beans. But this is not at Starbucks. It's just like just in, in coffee in general. Don't you put like cinnamon and stuff in your coffee anyway? Like I actually put cayenne. I put cayenne and ginger in my coffee, which is really weird. Yeah, so that's not so far reach if you happen to have the pumpkin spice seasoning in your cupboard or whatever. You just throw a little bit, little bit yeah. of this in the coffee, see what happens. Well, this actually does start to happen. In 1998, pumpkin spice coffee begins to spread, popping up in small coffee shops all around the country. Early 2000s, pumpkin spice lattes begin to appear, pairing pumpkin spice coffee with steamed milk and sugar. Mm -hmm. But not at Starbucks. Not yet. 2003, Starbucks is like, okay, let's let's do this. Um, They have a trial run of the pumpkin spice latte at 100 stores in Vancouver and Washington, D.C., and they yeah. even in 2003, Starbucks was everywhere. Yes. Well, they have like a flavor lab and they there is, you know, they were like, we need to and we need to put fall in a cup. And they had three different 
things that they were testing out in the flavor lab. And one of them was like, I think it was like uh, cinnamon. It became like the cinnamon macchiato or something. One of them was like a chocolate thing and then the pumpkin one. And they used to call it like the fall harvest coffee, but people didn't know what the fuck that was. So then they they started calling it the pumpkin spice. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Gen Z will never know, but there was a, like in 1990 there were no specialty coffee shops, and in the year 2000 there were specialty coffee shops on every block. Oh, I can tell you. Oh, that in 2014. I remember this. Pumpkin spice gets a Twitter. <laughs> okay, I don't. Now you're just telling me about like things that are currently happening. All right, and the last thing is that in that there was no pumpkin in the pumpkin spice latte and some like basic bitch got really upset about it. And she like, she was like, there's, there's carcinogens in it and there's no pumpkin. So they actually added like pumpkin puree in it to, to like counteract that. Sure. I, I mean, I'm sure it still has all the, the artificial flavoring developed in a lab yes. somewhere. Do you like anything? That's, pumpkin not, that's spice? really not a scandalous history or anything. I didn't. Well, it's <laughs> basic. Understand. What else would you expect? I don't understand I mean, how there's like... any backlash against this like totally harmless, pretty nice thing. You're. It, I think what it is is that you're taking coffee, which is like cool, and you're 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 making it like <laughs> more, so, more enjoyable it, for you personally. It, it tastes, yeah, it tastes like a dessert. How dare you make this this thing in a way in which you prefer to consume? And it. also like Paris Hilton. And, and like Lindsay Lohan, they were always seen drinking it with like their Ugg boots. So they they sort of personified yeah. the, the first basic bitches. 1% pumpkin is technically pumpkin. I'm going to agree with Dances and Stars. Yeah, I'm a fan of pumpkin spice coffee. I like a pumpkin beer. They also have like Cheerios. I was reading. There's like, oh, they have poppers too. I saw in that article they had pumpkin spice Twinkies. They had, you were looking yeah. at. I had a I had a list of like all the crazy. My poppers, you mean like? I mean like actual <laughs> like poppers, like for sex. So they still smell like cleaning fluid, but also pumpkin spice. Like yeah, pumpkin spice. They have p- pumpkin spice almonds, Pringles, uh, candy corn, hummus. Remember all the right. KFC has company. a pumpkin and feta twister. <laughs> yeah, Trader Joe's right now has like a in the in the. In the autumn, they have a like a pumpkin turkey wrap. There's a yeah, there's a pumpkin spice latte burger, Twinkies, Peeps, toothpaste. Oh, we should have gotten some pumpkin spice Peeps for the episode. Soap on a rope, beard oil. <laughs> These are the like the list of the weirdest things. A dog shampoo. Um, yeah, poppers. Because now you can tell us about I guess Persephone. No, actually, I, I actually learned some new cool stuff about Persephone. She's actually, people often say that she's goddess of flowers and, or like springtime and the underworld, but I was doing some like deep diving and I've come to the conclusion that she's actually just the goddess of the underworld because it's really her mom who like decides, Demeter, who decides the seasons. And a lot of times in, in like the ancient Greek texts, texts, they they uh they call her like ter- like terrible Persephone or like Perse- Persephone dreadful. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, and Persephone that slag that slag and the, and a lot of times when people are like chased by ghosts in Hades. Speaking of which, there are ghosts on my beer. Ooh, I'm speaking of which, get it? It's a haunted house beer. Yeah. 
Okay, so real real quick rundown of the Persephone Hades. Yeah, what happened? Okay, so Hades, he's both the oldest and the youngest brother of Zeus. Because he got swallowed by Cronus. And thrown up last. First, yeah. Yeah. And then thrown up last. So he uh, he got last dibs on all the things to rule. Yeah. People. Yeah, so he, he got the underworld. And he also got gems and crystals. Wasn't he also just like the chillest brother? So he was like, all right, fine. Yeah. He like wasn't going to fight about it. They were like, you can have crystals too. And he was like, okay, cool. Poseidon has, had like a fish fetish and like Zeus had just beaten like all of the Titans. Right. So Hades was like, all right. So Hades, Hades was like, he was like uh, in his chariot, like riding around because he like, he liked to look at the fall foliage, I guess. Um, well, there wasn't foliage at, the, at that time. True, 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 Because there was true. no fall yet. He liked to imagine what the foliage <laughs> would look like. Yeah. And he saw Persephone and he was like, oh my, oh my Zeus. <laughs> she's on this island, right? I think she's like a, she's hanging out with some nymphs. She's hanging out she's with out some there. nymphs. So he asked Zeus and Zeus was like, yeah, sure. You should probably check with her mom first, but like whatever, just, or yeah, he was like, or not. He was like, ask forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> so Hades just like snatched her up. Yeah, he shoot he like shoots out of the earth in his chariot and yeah. like grabs her or so they say. Uh and then like, you know, leaves with her. Like goes yes. back to the underworld. And then And the nymphs were like so sad. They they one of them cried a river. Yeah. Nice. And then he's also the god of like precious metals and I said gems, crystals. Right? Yeah. So he crystals. like he impressed her probably. He gave her some like sweet bling. Yeah, and she's like, this is way cooler. And her mom was like a very controlling... Her mom didn't ever want her to marry, like, ever. So the mom gets uh, real sad. She gets very sad, yeah. Slash angry. She's like, I'm gonna... She just kind of forgets about her duties of uh, tending to the... So there's like a mass famine and everything. Yeah. uh, The humans start to die, too. And Zeus is like, "Uh uh-oh. I need need humans to worship me. Yeah. He was like, he was like, please. And I think they just get Hermes. They're like, okay, can you just like fix this? Oh, the way also like nobody at first like knew who had like kidnapped her. Yeah. Right. So there's a whole little aside. One of the nymphs was like, yo, the earth, the earth opened up. But... Well, Helios, it turned out that like Helios, because he's the sun god, he had seen it because he's oh, like, yeah, Heli- Helios he's is nosy, like the gossip. He's a nosy little bitch. Nosy yeah, little he'd queen. Seen, like, yeah. yeah. And I think it was like Hectate like went and asked him. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, I, I saw what happened. Yeah. Hectate is like the cool, cool witch. Yeah. She's like the moon child. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, yo, tell me what happened. He was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So then. Then uh, Hermes was like, Demeter finds out and, and yeah, is all pissed off. And Zeus is like, all right, there's go. nothing. Zeus is like, I'm sorry. There's nothing. Cause I, she's like, did you give permission yeah. for this? And he was like, I did not give permission. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, he's like, yo, Hermes, can you fix this? <laughs> Zeus turns into an animal, runs away. Yeah. He turns yeah. into an animal, makes some <laughs> constellations yeah. about it. Yeah. Is that right? Helios and Apollo, are they the same? I, I think Apollo different. and Athena are brother and sister, and I think yeah. Helios is 
slightly different. So they're both Greek tradition. Yeah. yeah. Apollo is Mercury in the Roman tradition, and I don't know who. No, Hermes is. is Mercury. Hermes is Mercury. Okay. We have a Who's Greek Apollo? mythology podcast. Okay. <laughs> to listen to from a few months ago. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Apollo and Helios are the same. Same canon. Same canon. True. So. Hermes goes down and he's like, yo, can we have can we have Persephone back for like a moment? Persephone's like, I don't want to go. It's it's really cool. I have all this bling. But Hades is just like I'm rewriting her story. He's like, yeah, it's cool. As long as she didn't eat anything, then it then yeah. it's fine and she can leave. But and here's you know okay, here's why I'm like saying that she wanted to stay, because the gods and goddesses don't have to eat food. Like they don't have to. They they like never have to. They only do for like ceremonial reasons or if yeah to make like a statement. It's like the opposite of a hunger strike. They they're like I'm so upset. I'm gonna eat something to make a statement. So if she ate the food of the dead, the the pomegranate, that means that like mm-hmm. she, she was to. making a statement. Yeah. So yeah. So she. Quick aside, if you remember, the Norse gods do eat food, but they eat special magical food that makes them immortal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Hades is like, oh, it's, it's cool. She can go back up as long as, uh, as long as she, <laughs> this skinny legend, <laughs> Persephone. Yeah. As long as she didn't eat anything. But long story short, Persephone gets to spend some time with her overbearing, like crazy ass mom. So, so uh, spring and summer can happen. And then she gets to go be with her, her husband. For half the year. And that's and her mom gets sad again. Her mom gets sad and everything dies. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, she apparently, depending on the legend you're looking at, in the Homeric hymn, it's one seed. In Fasti, which is some other interpretation, it's three. And then somebody else said it was seven. Okay. So who knows? But also, like, the Greeks don't even have the same seasons as us because Mediterranean climate. So... I don't know that they really have like seven months of winter or anything True. close to it. Also, yeah, the uh, the abduction, the abduction slash, because people are like, oh, she was like taken and whatever. But like there's symbol, it's almost like hieroglyphics, but just like symbols or pictures or something. And apparently like there is, there's only like a symbol for like abduction. Like there's not like a symbol for, it would be like if your Uber comes, like they're also abducting you apparently. Oh. Like, it yeah. just means to go with. <laughs> You're like, okay. And like, there's not. It's like, what's the symbol for uh, eloping together? Yeah, yeah exactly. They, like off. There's also, I think, not a separate symbol for like sex and uh, surprise sex. <laughs> yeah, Moss is also pointing out the number of months actually changed a lot, right? Yeah. Because when we talked about the Roman Empire, is like, you know, Caesar added like two months to the calendar. Um. So yeah, it is. It has changed in like the whole Gregorian versus like Julian calendar versus like a lunar calendar. So, yeah. oh, speaking of lunar. Speaking of lunar, do you want to talk about the lunar festival? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the the harvest moon or lunar festival or the mid autumn festival, uh, which is the Chinese harvest festival. Let's get out the moon cakes. Yes. And oh yeah, so these are authentic mooncakes. We should point out there are similar festivals in Taiwan and in South Korea it's called something else, but like most of Chesek. Like, Chesek. Okay, yeah. But they're all pretty similar overlapping festivals. Can we see the moon? Can we the see the mooncakes? Cakes? Are they on there cam? they are? Oh yeah. I'll so I know. You got this. these in Chinatown. 
Yeah, so there's a very the Chinese the Mid Autumn Festival. It's a it's like up there with Chinese New Year. It's actually one of the biggest festival days of the year uh, for the Chinese, and because they have a lunar calendar that it occasionally like resets to keep pace with the Gregorian calendar. They're on the same year as us, but they have a lunar calendar, so it's uh, on the full moon, which is halfway through their eighth like lunar month. So. That means it's generally late September to like early October. I think it was so on September 23rd this year. I'm pretty sure. Nice. So common activities, right, are like moon gazing, which I love. I, lo- I think that's so cute. So it's a it's a cool like family festival in that it's both like it's about your family and like it's Dia de los Muertos and it's like moon gazing all in one. Um, so, yeah, I'll tell you the the myth first. So about Chang. Uh, who's the moon goddess of immortality. Love her. So in the ancient past, there's a hero named Ho Yi, who's excellent at archery, and his wife was Chang'e. In one year, 10 suns rose in the sky together. There were 10 suns. Just one year. One year. There were 10 suns back then. So they they all rose in the sky together. uh, Causing causing like a major like... Global warming. Yeah, global warming for real. (laughs) Um, so Chang'e, cause he's a great archer and hero, he, or sorry, not Chang'e, Hao Yi shoots down nine of the suns. He's a great archer. So he leaves one to provide light. Traditionally yes. moon cakes are served in small slices with yeah. tea. Uh, well, I have a, we're spilling some tea and, uh, okay. I have a, a knife. That's why. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. um, all right. So, so like as a reward for shooting down nine of the suns, um, the some other like immortal or god who admired Yi sent him the elixir of immortality, but Yi was like, "I don't want to be immortal if my wife can't be immortal." <gasps> so cute, besties. Yeah, so he's he's like Chang'e, like hold on to this elixir, so I won't be tempted to drink it. Just like hide it somewhere in the house. Don't tell me where she it put is. it in her underwear drawer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, one of his apprentices, Peng Meng. Sounds like a real, real piece bitch. of sh- crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Peng Meng uh, knew the secret, so he wanted the that, he wanted sweet, to- that sweet elixir. Uh, so he broke into the house, and he's like, Chaga, give me the elixir. I'll kill you. And she <gasps> refused to do so. Instead, she drank the elixir. To uh, escape. And then, I guess, unexpected side effect of becoming immortal, you also fly into the sky. You go, do, 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 the and moon. go to the moon. Um, so, yeah. Oh, she apparently you fly in the sky, but you get to choose where you're going to live. And she, she wanted, said. She wanted to live nearby after the, after the separation. So she chose to go live on the moon. Couldn't they each, like, have half of it and just be, like, a little immortal? Well, she was about to be killed by Peng Meng, so she panicked, you know. Oh yeah, and drank it. But yes, otherwise they could have split it, which really what they should have done. Um. So, yeah. So she she moves to the moon. Yi gets back and he's like so he's like very sad. So on the full moon, when like he has like the best view of like Chang'e and she can like see him from the moon, um, he puts out like an offering of fruits and cakes. That she likes uh, as like a, a sacrifice to her, so Which she'll is, be happy. It's also what it's kind of like a Wiccan thing too. You, it's called a dumb supper, like dumb, de- like you know, can't you can't like speak, mm-hmm. and you put out like your deceased like loved one's favorite food, and then you eat like half of it, and then you, I guess you use the other half to like fertilize 
you offer yeah. it to them. You you know. Yeah, and you said in what is it, Samhain, Sawain, Sawin, Sawin. They same thing. They're putting out food for like the deceased relatives. Yeah, that's what that's the yeah. holiday. And yeah. then we'll try these mooncakes, and then we yes. can, later we'll talk about Dia de los Muertos, where you do also the same thing all the way over in Mexico, other side of the world. They're like leaving out offerings to the dead. We know a friend of the pod, Richard. Chelsea Fire yeah. is going to Dia de los Muertos this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, what part of It's like throughout Mexico. Do you know where he's going? I don't know. I'm not going to blow up his government that much. Okay. He's like, you know, like Cancun. Like yeah. a pretty authentic Dia de los Muertos experience. Okay. So the, the moon... So on on uh, in the mid-autumn festival, you're, you eat mooncakes and they're supposed to bring like good luck and... Yeah, they're. Can you describe what this looks like? I actually don't remember which one is which because they all are, look the yeah. same and they're so not they're, labeled. They're round little pastries. They're uh, well, about like three inches across or whatever, about an inch tall. Um, and they're made in like a mold. So they have uh, Chinese characters like imprinted on it. It's a stamp, actually. It's kind of nice. like a dump, a sweet dumpling, I think, because it looks like the way that it's folded around the edge. Yeah. Okay, so we have. Oh, and I think these are the characters. I'm breaking one of them in half. Oh, wow. That's uh, crazy. Ma says that red bean is traditional. This looks like a greenish. It's kind of like brown. Is it sesame or bean paste? Can you tell? I think it might be taro, because I know oh. that taro was one of them, which bite. is kind of like a sweet potato-y kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, so it's like pumpkin. It's like, <laughs> it's like pumpkin spice mooncake. Yeah, and then lanterns and like carrying around lanterns or like floating lanterns off into like the river or whatever are like another big part of oh, the yeah. festival. You know, Jack O' Lantern. Apparently, there's this guy named Jack, and he uh, he tricked the devil so many times that they were like, "You're gonna wander the earth holding a a turnip." Oh, I, you talked about the Irish. Apparently, right prior to like coming to America, they would carve jack o' lanterns out of, or they would just carve turnips. And and they, they switched to pumpkins once they got to America. Yeah, because they yeah. were like, they were like, where are your turnips? And they were, and and they're like, we have yeah. a couple, but yeah, you can have a pumpkin. It's not like that. Yeah. Maybe they were like also wanting to eat the turnips. You know. Yeah, I've also never seen a turnip as big as a pumpkin. True. So they were like, this is much better for us to carve. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that the guy Jack, uh, Jack, Jack O'Lan, like. He, he tricked the devil so many times that both the devil and God were like, you're going to purgatory. Here's here's yeah. a turnip. Enjoy. Oh, he had to carry it around. Yeah. Oh, it is worth noting. So that's the that's like the legend behind like the Harvest Moon Festival. Um, and we talked about it is kind of like the time of year when everything's dying, when things are turning over. The whole name of the season, autumn, is has to do with the passing of the year. But there is another theory about why the harvest moon itself in particular is like a thing to celebrate. And it's that when like all these uh, cultures were agrarian and farming, um, when you like once all your like wheat or rice or whatever is fully grown and ready to harvest, you only have a couple weeks to harvest it and store it. Uh, and if you don't, it will rot in the fields. And so like that will happen if you have a shortage of labor, if you just run out of time. Um, so like historically that's when you get like, it's like all hands on deck for your like large farming family. 
So like all the women, like all the children out in the field, everybody is out there like, you know, scything the wheat and like cutting it. You, you bring, you hire like every labor you can get. And like all the women are there like preparing to like store it or to like, uh, separate like the seeds from like the wheat stalks or whatever. And it's like kind of a nonstop operation as long as you have sunlight and you can see what you're doing. So if you get a harvest moon during your harvest, it happens to align with like, while you're like harvesting all the wheat, then you can, that gives you basically like an extra night or like you can go much later working because you've got the light of the moon. So nice. that's kind of the idea of why it's like good luck. If, if like you start your harvest and a full moon hits right then. And so you have more time to harvest. That's so cool. That's like the, you know, there's like a boring like science explanation for everything that like legend. Yeah. Or, or you know, it's not thing. just, it's not just wheat that you have to do this with also weed. Oh, we marijuana. Have, yeah, you we have a growers. friend who's going through this right now or that last year they're like, oh, my God, I overplanted. And, you know, I had to hurry before the weed rot. You could literally just substitute, you know. Yeah. And wheat. they have to pluck it by hand. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Like he was like, I got carpal tunnel. Like it was wild. Yeah. It, it broke it. <laughs> it's like I have to smoke all this this weed to counteract the pain that harvesting it has put me through. Yeah, when I when I lived in Portland for a year, I met some people who had gone and harvested in like Northern California or like in Washington. And it's I think it's almost a rite of passage for like hipsters when they like when they're in college that they'll go do it for like a season. Um and it just like breaks them. And they're all like, Oh, manual labor sucks. Oh wow. Like, oh migrant laborers do this? Cool. <laughs> They, oh yeah, boy. they. I guess you learn about yeah the source of food and how agriculture actually works. Okay, right. so let's talk about Diwali. Let's move to yeah to Southeast Asia. Diwali is the in, it's basically like Indian. To me, personally, <laughs> I call it Indian Hanukkah. Okay, yeah, because it's, it's it is a festival of lights, right? Yes, it is a festival of lights, and you you're supposed to like. Um, eat sweets and stuff during it as well. I'll, I'll go through. There are there are five days of Diwali, oh, and I'll talk of, about instead, instead of, of eight. eight. Yeah, instead of eight crazy Indian, nights. they're efficient. They are efficient. So I will. I'll tell you the the uh, the mythology behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. There was a prince named Ram and his wife Sita and his little brother Lakshman, and they were sent on a quest by their their father, who was like a king. And he was like, "You just got to go to the woods." He was like, "There's some messed up stuff. Just go to the woods, and don't come back until you fix it." Okay, it's an aus- auspicious start to a quest. Yeah. Okay. So there was this uh, like serpent. There was a shady rattlesnake. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorcerer lady and she was like "Ooh, there's some sexy men in the forest she was like and her name was Shulp- shulpina shulpinka okay she flirted with the the brothers but they turned her down and they cut her nose off they <gasps> cut her nose off yeah okay yeah they were like you bitch and they just like cut her nose off and she was like my nose is snatched <laughs> thanks Okay. Yeah, she was really upset though. Actually, she was really sad, and she she to, she basically like told her brother, Ravon, who's Ravon had ten heads, right? So like, and flying a flying chariot, right? Yeah, 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he did. Um, Shilpina was, she was very, like, crafty. So she she told her brother, instead of just being like, okay, these guys, like, cut my nose off, she was like, there's this really hot lady in the woods. Maybe you'd be interested in her. Oh, she's hanging out with these two guys. Yeah. Well. So he goes and kidnaps the lady. Yeah, and he was like, oh, yeah, Sita definitely fine so he took sita with him and then like the brothers come back and they're like oh my god where's sita and uh hanuman the monkey the monkey king is like i i saw everything that happened and sita she was really smart she had all this bling and she left a trail of like bling for the like hansel and gretel like as the chariot was taking off it's very a lot of overlap with persephone yeah right and like the little bit. In this case, bit. the monkey god is playing the role of Helios, the sun god. Hanuman, like, well, and went. also Hectate, I guess, and Hermes, because he was like, he's like, I will help you. We're going to search. So he called all the monkeys and all the bears. They, they're they searching everywhere, and they were like, okay, she's on this island, but there's like an ocean in between her and That's pretty us. cool. He's like Aquaman, but can talk to cooler animals than fish. Yeah, the monkeys, talk to monkeys and bears. And, yeah. um, he was like, okay, we all need to build a bridge for them to go across. So like all the bears and all the monkeys, they they built a they made like a human bridge. Okay. <laughs> they made a bridge. And, and then they had to like fight. There's like a battle. Okay, so the yeah, there's a there's a battle. Uh Hanuman helped 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 Ram and Sita and Lakshman defeat defeat Ravan and they they cut off his ten heads. And then they were like, oh, my God, it's so dark. So we have to, like, find our way back. And so people were like, we're going to hold, like, some lamps for you. So that's why, like, you light lamps. Okay. So that's, that's like, the main mythology behind Diwali. But this there's five days. kind of sucks for Ravon. He was tricked into kidnapping her anyway, you know, because his sister said it was a good idea. Yeah. And he should have known that, like, she didn't have a nose, like... Yeah. Should have been like, you what's been up? Like, I feel like something else happened <laughs> that you're maybe not telling me about with the two brothers. Yeah. Um, she didn't even mention them, though. She was just like, yeah. She was just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> There's five days. So the first day of Diwali is called T- Tanderas. And on this day, the god of health and the goddess of prosperity, like the god of health rose from the sea. And the goddess of prosperity, it's like her day. So it's like the day of health and wealth. So in this day, you should shop for pots and jewels. And also, like, be thankful for your health. So that's Tanderas. That's the first day. Then there's Narachoti. (laughs) This This day is, like, so crazy. So there is a demon that kept abducting these women. And Krishna, and like, Krishna was the only one to accept them and and marry them after they were freed because people were like oh they're damaged like once they were freed they were like "Mm -mm, no they've been having demon sex yeah and krishna was like i will make all of them my wife it's okay so because that was like so cute you're supposed to eat sweets okay to be reminded of the sweetness like krishna was maybe like Paying off the demon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Like, he yeah, was I got like, a "Plan about how he's I like, can I get." Got them. Here's how I can get twenty wives. Twenty wives are already broken Just in. Have, yeah, have this demon come. Yeah. So the third day is Lakshmi Diwali, which mm-hmm. is basically 
Diwali proper. That like if you're gonna celebrate any of the days, this is the one. Okay. So you dress up and worship the goddess uh, Lakshmi of money. She's like the goddess of money, and you set off like fireworks and you have lanterns and like feasts. It is very Passover-ish. There are these really pretty like gourd lanterns too that people have. Uh, the fourth day is Sal Mubarak. This this is the day that celebrates when Vishnu reincarnated himself. And these, this is did yeah. these things all like according to legend these things all happened th- one after another or they're just like these happened at different times but we'll celebrate them on this one week. I think they happened maybe on the same like date but maybe a couple years apart like these all happened to like occur. Okay. I don't I I actually don't know. That it's was like if the guess. twelve days of Christmas referred to twelve different historical things happening I'm on each consecutive way, day. Way I am way oversimplifying this too. Like there's okay. so much more. This is like the TLDR version. <laughs> so this day is the is Happy New Year Day. It's like New Year's, and you're supposed to give gifts on that day. And then the fifth day is Pi. Pai Douge, and it celebrates the special bond between brothers and sisters and the, the birth of the first twins. Oh, and National so, Sibling Day. Yeah. You're supposed to like paint like paint like bin, like bindies on each other's face and then like give each other like gifts of brother and sister. Oh, and a- also all throughout Diwali, you can make like the flower um, art, the flower petal. Like you draw a picture of a flower petal with chalk? No, it's like ground up flower petals. <laughs> so you might see like when people are like visit India, there's like pictures of people with all this like colorful like chalk. It looks like chalk dust on them and they're like smiling. Yeah. Don't they like throw it at each other? You throw it. You can throw it at each other, but also you make you sp- sort of like sprinkle it. It's like a life size coloring. Like you sprinkle it on like to make like pictures and then like the uh the rain will wash it away so it's it's just like a a beautiful like act and it's not um oh i didn't realize it was ground up flowers i thought it yeah, was ground up. no 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 oh wait, i guess in in like you know in america maybe that's what it what it is but i actually i had like an indian uh art and yoga teacher when i was in elementary school and she had us like do the do the drawing do the flower like drawings <laughs> And then she like blew them all away and she was like, art is about the the process. And we were so upset about it because we were like, did anyone get a picture of that? Do you want to talk about Oktoberfest? Yeah. Okay. Oktoberfest is great because it's a, it's a small town festival that just really took off and made it big because nice. it was so fun. Um, so yeah, it started in, in Munich. It's like a key part of Bavarian culture. Um, so it started when King, I guess he at the time he was the prince, he was crown prince Ludwig, but it later became King Ludwig uh, in the early 1800s. He married Princess Therese uh, on October 12th in 1810. So they invited the citizens of Munich to attend the festival held on the fields in front of the city to celebrate the wedding. And the fields were named... Theresienweiss, which is Teresa's Meadow, in honor of the Crown Princess. And they still have that name. Well, the locals have abbreviated the name to simply Weizen, which just means meadow. Cool. <laughs> they cut her name out. So that's it. It's just a yearly, like, 
commemorating the king's marriage, like his anniversary. He never had to worry about forgetting it because the entire like city of Munich would come celebrate it. And yes, beer drinking is a big part of it. Was it always a big part of it? Yeah. I mean, I mean beer has been a, a part of German culture, I think, since there were Germans, um, which, and particularly Bavarian culture too, is all about like the, the delicious beers. Uh, so in 2013, during the 16-day festival, 7.7 million liters of beer were drank. Really? Millions of liters of beer. Yeah, that's so much beer. How much b- liters is in your beer right now? This beer? Yeah. Just is, for context. It's probably a, like a most like a half liter. Oh, wow. Okay. Beer. I mean, this is a this is a pint, which is like, yeah, probably like a half liter or maybe like 0.6 liters. Apparently there's like family, ta- like like the music can't go above like 80 decibels for like until like 8 p.m. so that the fam- families can co- go to it. They've made it more family friendly. So yeah, my, my sister took her newborn there uh, two years ago. And she was showing off. She was like, "Oh, it was three years ago." Yeah. She was like, "Oh, look how look how quiet, you know, and and well behaved she is." Little did we know that they had it, because we were thinking that it was noisy, but they had like quiet control happening. It's probably a very peaceful place for a baby. No, I saw like video that they saw. It was still. It's like you're in a huge beer hall. They have these giant tents set up. So Moss is telling us about beer culture, which you can also learn about from our alcoholic drinks episode. It was a couple episodes back. But yes, the beer is in part popular all the way back to ancient Egypt, as we talked about the Egyptians, because it killed the bacteria in the water because they did not know about basic sanitation or sewage. Yeah, so beer or, as we talked about on the Pirates episode, they would add like hard alcohol Pumpkin to their spice. water or no. rum to their water or like to make grog because the, it killed the bacteria. The sailor's version of the pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so specifically beer, we talked about other cultures had different stuff like wine. And so one more festival that I will talk about. Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Um, which is a good way to think of it is that, right, um, the Mexicans are influenced a lot by uh, Catholic holidays because of all the missionaries and, you know, the whole Spanish conquest of Mexico. Um, so, but the Mexicans have put, uh, so it's on the same day. It's November 1st. It's not Halloween. It's November 1st, which is All Saints Day because Halloween also corresponds to All Hallows Eve. The day before though is All Souls Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's to commemorate the dead, uh, children. On the 31st. Yes. Yes, and All Saints Day is for the, the dead Christian, saints. Yeah, exactly. And so Dia de los Muertos is the the like saints are in there, but it's primarily more about your your family and friends, and it's really like having a wake for everybody. It's like very positive and like lighthearted. So there's a lot of parties, and there's a lot of like very cool like things that you do, I guess, that are like, it's the kind of thing I think you would think up for like a holiday to commemorate the dead. Me? Yeah. So it's Me like... Me personally? It's, yes. Because it's very like, it's creative and fun. All right. So you honor the deceased with, they're called, uh, these sugar skulls, which you've probably seen. Calaveras, they're yeah. called. And uh, Aztec marigold flowers, known as Sempazuchito. You build altars called ofrendas with the favorite foods and beverages of the departed. Just like all the other, like, yeah, 
festivals we talked about to honor the dead. And then you visit the graves of with like and bring stuff is like gifts for the deceased. But it's not solely focused on the dead. It's also common to give gifts to friends, such as the candy sugar skulls, the calaveras, uh, and to share traditional, it's called pan de muerto. Oh, yeah. The, doesn't it have like babies in it? Not real Baby. babies. <laughs> little babies in the bread. The little, yeah. There's like little um, plastic things in the little bread. Little dolls that you bake into it? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that you put them in like after or something <clears throat> like that. Uh, there, there was this like Mexican store um, on 8th Avenue. I think there's like a milk milk bar took over there but yeah they did have like panda mortos there and my dad would always be like look inside and there was there was like toys in the bread yeah i think it's little toys it's not necessarily there were babies i I got a baby i think that's that's like a little doll it's like a toy doll though yeah okay and then they also had these little skeleton like dioramas that yeah it was like a skeleton and like it was like married, like marriage skeletons or whatever. Yeah, you've probably seen like like the like big puppets are also yeah. part of it, like so during the Tamara, parades and like dressing as a skeleton. Tamara, and yeah, Tamara and her mom. Her have, mom. Have they do the puppets. the Dia de los Muertos puppets for the Halloween parade in New York. And then for your friends, also in addition to to eating pan de muerto, you you write lighthearted and often irreverent verses in the form of mock epitaphs. Dedicated to living friends and acquaintances. You write a eulogy for your living friends? That's amazing. Can we do that this year? See, I told you this. (gasps) You'd like it. We're definitely having a Dia de los Muertos party. A literary form. It's like a whole literary form. I guess people publish books of these even. A literary (gasps) form known as Calaveras Literarias. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Really, really good. Well, all month we're going to be celebrating the spooky month. Spooky, <laughs> we will be celebrating this spooky month. Yes. In upcoming podcast episodes. So. Yeah. We're going to have gothic literature and gothic like creature monsters, vampires and um, like Frankenstein, that kind of stuff. We're going to have cult classic movies, horror movies. We're going to have the occult and not particularly in that order. So you'll have to tune in and... You, we're going to do all of those, but you'll find out what order. It's a very exciting month. Yeah. We also have a Halloween party. We do. On October 30th, we'll be throwing a Halloween party. Yes. And so, Yeah, October 30th. And then on October 23rd, it's not Halloween. It's a sort of a witchy party. <laughs> it's not Halloween. It's, wi- it's themed, witchy. It's themed after, yeah. Circe. Circe. Which is basically like Greek Maleficent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to those. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'll play us out with this uh, cool... Oh, yeah, leave us a five-star review. Don't forget that. If you write something... If you tell us a secret in the review, we'll read it. Okay. So tell us us a secret, and we will read your review. You can write anything. Write us a mock epitaph in the review. Yes, if you do that that as well. (laughs) Write your friend a mock epitaph in the review. I don't care. As long as you give us five stars. Anytime so. you see a text box on anywhere, on any form, that's an invitation to express yourself. Within, well, with within five the, stars. <laughs> within the character limit. Anytime you see five stars, make sure yeah. you scroll anytime all you, the way. You see, you see a marker where you can input number of stars for a thing. 
Yeah, because it, the five. algorithm, it really, it's very simple on iTunes. They'll, they'll show us to more people if you give us five stars. Why would you ever choose less than five stars? You're robbing yourself of the opportunity to, to, For stars. to see all five stars. To see stars. all five of the stars. <laughs>